0: So I'm sure I'll get more questions. Uh, so I'll I'll try to be really brief. Um, first thing, um, and, and I just met with our entire staff on Friday uh, after meeting with the regents, and and you know what I said to them is that um, I think we had a from top to bottom had a really good year in CU athletics. Um, we had 10, ten teams that. Uh, got bids to the NCAA tournament, um, which is great. Um, you know, We had three national championship runner-up teams, um, our two cross-country teams, um, our ski team. We swept the Pac-12 this year for the second time, um, men and women's cross-country. And um, the men have won it five times in a row, which is pretty amazing. Um, we had 30 All-Americans, 28 All-Pac-12 performers. And we had 81 Pac-12 academic MPSF, RMISA, um, academic all, um, All-Scholar all team members. So um, pretty excited about that, pretty happy about that. Um, also, um, our student athletes, I think, um, really are excelling on and off the, the playing surface. Um, In the classroom, we had our best term GPA in our history in the fall at a 2.968. We had a 2.908 this spring. It's only the fourth consecutive, it's a fourth consecutive semester. All of our teams cumulatively have had over a 2.9 GPA. We've only had five times in our history. Uh, So we're pretty proud of that. Um, 86% of uh, graduation success rate and Uh, our best APR rating that we've had at a 983. So I I think our student athletes are doing an amazing job um, on the playing surface, off the playing surface, in the classroom. We also did over 26 hours of community service, and um, I don't think that, 2,600 hours um, in community service, which I think is um, pretty outstanding. Uh, So they're really uh, doing a lot and really proud of our student athletes. our athletics complex expansion, I think you all know where that's at. We're pretty close to being done. We're, we're doing some uh, punch list items, but we laid the sod uh, for the football practice field. That was one of the last things we did on June 3rd and 4th. Um, and um, it looks fantastic. And uh, our facilities are starting to come together. Everybody's starting to get settled in. So I feel really good about that. Um, our, Uh, Drive to 105, um, we're right at 95 million um, and um, it grows every day and we're still focused on that. And I think the the positive news about that is that we haven't named any of our clubs um, or facilities and so there's really a a lot to be done. Um, You know, we're actively uh, out there pursuing uh, naming rights for those facilities. Uh, We also had um, a uh, Brick campaign. I think you're all aware that what we did Um, and we grossed over six hundred thousand dollars in our brick campaign We've had over 2,000 donors contribute to this project, which I think is pretty significant. It's um, You know pretty broad-based we're other so, so that's kind of our facility, but just a couple more things on facilities. We put a brand new sound system in Coors Event Center uh, that will be active, and it is active now uh, and running, and we're, we're really excited about that. Uh, and today we, we, we have plans uh, to add rails um, in both um, Folsom Field and uh, the Coors Event Center. Uh, So we'll be working on that over the next several weeks, and I think that's going to be a real positive uh, for a lot of our fans Uh, We balanced our budget again for the second year in a row with a small surplus and uh, again You know when I got here that was a priority for us. Uh, We had a significant deficit last year. We balanced this year we balanced and and, um, uh, really excited about that Uh, we are um, yeah. we we just completed a um a deal with nike um uh, we'll release details of that uh tomorrow um and and but in general um it's a, a 30 million dollar deal over over 10 years um uh, it, i think it ends in 2024 2025 and um um, we feel really good about um, that relationship and that partnership. We were one of the initial Nike schools, and um, you know we're excited to continue our relationship with them. and, and Dave will get you uh, details on that uh, in your folder. Uh, we announced um, today that uh, we've our Hall of Fame class for this year. There's 12 Buff legends in that class. Um, I spoke to every one of them individually. I think it's a a real diverse group, a real solid group, Um, and uh, there were a lot of excited people uh, that I talked to uh, in our conversations. Um, The one that uh, was kind of fun for me was Michael Westbrook and, and Chris Hudson. I recruited both those guys before I left here, and to see both of those guys in the Hall of Fame, but I called Michael Westbrook, was the first one I called of the entire class. And I told Michael and I said, look, I, I think you and Chris came in um, pretty much the same time. And, and Michael said that um, he and uh, Chris had been talking about coming to a game and bringing their families together. So I said, well, I've got the perfect game. It's Washington State. And uh, we'll be uh, having our Hall of Fame induction on the 17th on the Thursday before that. So. Uh, pretty exciting that those two guys are going in. Having Sarah Slatterly go in and her career uh, that she had is, is great. Um, Bob Kalinowski from golf uh, had great conversations with all of them. It's a really good class. Um, Fran Munley from soccer, Sean Vandiver. Um, so we're excited about that. We're catching up. Um, and I think you'll recall that a year ago, We made the decision that we were going to have an induction uh, every year instead of every other year so we could catch up, and and, and we're doing that, and I feel really good um, about this class. Um, The year ahead, um, you know, we we start a rollout on cubuffs.com this week, and and you'll see that, and uh, Curtis Snyder and his group have really done a great job with that. Um, We host the Pac-12 Championships next year at Boulder Country Club in May, and uh, that's going to be great for us. I know hosting the women a year ago uh, we really show, showed well and Boulder showed well and, and we're excited about that. We just hope there's no snow like there was a, a year ago. Uh, Jeremy Paul, I don't know if you followed that over the weekend, just finished uh, 50th in a European uh, tour event uh, as an amateur and um, he'll be back so um, that's great. Um, the expectations for for Next year, um, our year five in the Pac-12 um, is, um, I, I really believe that you'll see year soccer year six. You had year five on here, My Dave. Favorite. Oh, Dave. Um,
1: <laughs> That's right. Tell me you somebody twice in the Hall of Fame. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> you did. Um, just kidding. Anyway, um, I, I feel really good about... Um, both women's volleyball and women's basketball. Um, I, I know you guys know we made a change and um, I feel really good about both coaching staffs. I feel really good about uh, both of those teams. And I think last year was an anomaly. We didn't have particularly good years. And uh, I think you'll see both of them uh, get back on track. Um, soccer the same way, uh, You know they've been really working hard this summer and uh, in the spring. And I think you'll see soccer come back Um, Our cross-country teams, uh, the expectation is that they'll compete uh, for a championship in both men and women. Um, Ski will be, you know, competing again. Our golf teams are going to both be better. Uh, They've been invited to the NCAA tournament, I think, every year since I've been here. Uh, Men's basketball, I really like our our basketball team and uh, the young guys that we have coming in. Um, Football. has really got off to a really good start in recruiting, um, and I know um, every day we hear uh, more positive things about the recruiting class uh, class that um, they're working on for this year. And I think each of the three years that I've been here, our recruiting classes have gotten better. Um, I think our football team uh, this is a, a, a going to be a good year for them. Um, you know, I think. You know, our goal is always to win uh, more than we lose, and and that's our expectation. That um, you know, we'll win six or seven games, or you know, or more, uh, and get back into a bowl game, and 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 that's what we expect. Um, our student athletes, I think, uh, you know, the expectation there is that we'll continue um, to do well in the classroom, in the community, and 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 the way they compete. So. Um, I'm looking forward to the coming year, I'm, um, it's great uh, that this year's coming to an end because we've had a lot going on I think um, you know, with the indoor facility and, and all of our uh, new spaces that we put in play I think has really elevated uh, our stature in a lot of ways and um, I'm just proud of what our, our student athletes and our coaches and staff have accomplished and I think it was a really, really good year. Uh, and we've raised the bar and, and that's our goal every year, to raise the bar from, from the previous year. And I think we're doing that and um, looking forward to 2016-17. So with that, I'll open it up for questions. I quite a few fans ask what the functionality of the indoor practice facilities going to be on game days. Do, do you have, a, have Yeah. Yeah, so what we're going to do, um, and, and that includes the, the field up there on, on Franklin Field, uh, that'll become a, you know, obviously our practice field. So our, what we're going to do up there is we're going to have a, similar to what they do at the Grove at in, in, in Ole Miss, that fans, uh, uh, you know, our donors have already selected their spots. They'll have a space where their tent will be, and we'll do it on the exterior. You won't park on the uh, Franklin Field. You'll park in the indoor, I mean, in the parking structure underneath the indoor facility. Uh, and so we'll still have that open so kids can still go out there and throw balls like they have historically for years. That was important to our fans and we'll have a valet service that'll help them set up on game day, uh, you know, so they'll come uh, be met. They'll, they'll go in and set their uh, stuff up at their tailgate area. They won't have to hurry and get there to get their favorite spot. They'll already have a predetermined spot, uh, which I think is gonna be good. And, and You know well it's not going to be perfect in year one we hope it is Um, but you know trying something different like this uh, I I think we're ready for it but you know we'll see how that goes Um, the buff walk will will make that um, will create an atmosphere out there with some music and you know maybe have some uh, food and beverage up there on that big walkway you know as you come down the team will um, start a new tradition and be dropped off uh, on Colorado right at the start of Buff Walk and they'll walk down Buff Walk into the locker room prior to the game um, the indoor facility um, we will probably take 30 to 40 yards of that field and we'll put in games and bouncy houses for young um, young children and um, and then we'll have tailgate areas set up where the public can come in. It'll be inside our secure area. So they'll be able to come in inside of four hours or, or two, actually two hours, sorry, prior to the game. When the gates are open, that will be open as well. So they'll be able to come in and have food and beverage, be able to go in there at halftime, which I think is gonna be a, a great asset for us. Um, so that's what we're doing in the indoor facility and in uh, Franklin Field. Can you talk about what the, the IPF and what the, the new facility has done already for uh, teams that are currently in and then also recruiting and have you seen an impact as much as you had hoped or is it been bigger, smaller? No, I, I think we're seeing the impact that we had hoped we would see from a recruiting standpoint. I know, you know, we we signed a great hurdler out of Houston and in, um, in women's track, which is. Um, something that we haven't historically done and so I think our facilities had a lot to do with that uh, but I think in all sports um, all of our coaches in all sports use um, our uh, the Champion Center to showcase uh, you know I really believe the CU Sports Medicine and Performance Center is um, is an incredible asset for this facility and um, To be able to sit down and tell a parent that if your son and daughter gets injured we have a mechanism where we can get an mri or an x-ray right away they're open six days a week from seven to seven so it's a a really strong asset um, for us to have in our facility very few facilities um, can boast that so um, i I think all of it's working the way that we had hoped it would work
1: mark uh, what more one thing about the IPI is you can do um, some of the throwing events and uh, high jump and pole, off you
0: No, we can do high jump and pole vote in there. You
1: can't? Yes. Okay. We can't, maybe, I can't remember what else he said. But it's the throws is where we, just throws. we will have
0: to use another facility yeah. for the throws. He was saying that Valch is
1: actually really a place for that. Is that something that are you guys looking at? Um, Upgrading so that Well,
0: can do- yeah, we're looking at it, um, you know, what we're going to do with it at this point. We haven't made any determinations on that and I know, you know, that would be a good facility to do that and we, that's why we're going to take our time and look at it over the next several weeks and then figure out, you know, what exactly we do in that space. Because that's an important space for us on game day, it sits right in, you know, it connects kind of campus with athletics and so. You know, we're going to be real thoughtful about how we use that space.
1: So, you'll do something with that space,
0: right? Oh, yeah, we'll definitely do something with that space. It's too good a space not to. And so, we've got to look at it, and we know it's going to have multi functional purposes for us. So, we'll look at that and make that determination.
1: You mentioned the sound system cores. Yep. Uh, fans complain a lot about the sound system at full Field. Right. When is, is that something-
0: That's probably a year or so away. And, and you know, we, we've talked about our facilities a lot. Our facilities have a lot of catching up to do. And um, the Champion Center and, and the facility that we just built, um, you know, was the start. But it doesn't mean we're going to start anything soon because, you know, we've got to ensure that. Uh, this is totally paid off and that you know we've got the resources coming in for that and then you know what we do I mean but it's the little things you know uh, that people don't think about I mean a sound system in the Coors Event Center is a six-figure I mean it's you know so things just don't happen particularly when you're coming out of a budget that has been challenging at best prior to, to to my arrival and so we want to make sure that we have our our financial footing underneath us but if you look at the rails that's not a cheap project to do The you know the sound system in Folsom we've got some rusting in there and it's a beautiful stadium but you know it's it's an older stadium and so we've got to make sure that you know, we're thoughtful about that. I mean, the west side of the stadium and the Flatirons Club and those seats need to be repaired and corrected. So there's a lot of things that we need to do. We haven't prioritized what those are yet. We'll do that over the next 12 months.
1: It's a long because it's, like, it's mentioning a lot, video uh, in the event center, would that be along the same?
0: Yeah, that's. I, I, would, I would anticipate that that's something that we will do in the next 12 to 24 months like okay, a hanging square Correct. The- you know, again, it's an, an engineering, it depends on the weight of the board and, you know, but if you go into the Coors Event Center now, you'll look and see that the cluster of speakers is no longer there. And so you don't have that weight anymore. So it gives us an opportunity to look at that, which we're doing and um, hopefully we'll be able to, to do something in the next 12 to 24 months there. Cause I think that would really add to um, the atmosphere in that facility. These facilities are like you said almost finished how close is it to what you had initially kind of dreamed up when you started thinking about this project you know honestly uh, and I and and I think because of the collaboration that we had um, I think it's better than I expected it to be um, and you know we went into it and and I think what we said is that this was a need not a want and I think what we also did is we knew that We weren't going to get another shot at it for another 25 or 30 years and so we wanted to do it right we were very thoughtful we we talked to um, a lot of people about and we looked at a lot of different facilities to do what we felt was right for CU and so our whole priority was we wanted it to be beneficial to all of our student athletes we wanted it to be an essential facility for campus and um, and we wanted it to be what's best for CU, and I think we did that. And so whether it's the best or the fifth best or whatever, that doesn't really matter. But it is absolutely the best thing for CU Athletics.
1: You know that you, you know, your bias towards the facilities, you love them. But when here, outside, you hear outside people that don't have to say it, comment on how phenomenal the facilities are, um, and the recruits that mentioned, these are some of the best facilities we've ever seen. How does that make
0: you feel? Oh it makes us feel great. You know, we hear it from a lot of people. We've had a lot of people in to see the facilities because everybody wants to see the new kid on the block to see what it looks like, particularly those that are still building. And, you know, we've we, everything has been very complimentary. And, and you know, again, I, I think the reason it's so good is we had so many people involved in determining what went into that facility. We got input from Mark Wetmore. We probably would't have never done the track had he not raised his hand. and you know the, the second floor facility was really a concept that Dr. Podar, Dr. McCarty, and Anigo um, San Milan and Miguel Ruweda they, they came up with that, you know, what they wanted that to look like. And so uh, you know, just everything that we did in that building, we had input from multiple people. and I think when you do that, um, you really lessen the chance that you're going to build something that you don't like. And I think we really did it right.
1: You, had, you wanted to get some other events going on, are you having a lot of those events, at like weddings?
0: Yeah, we are. Like we're, we're, we're actually doing really well in that. I think that part of, of what we're doing has grown and we expected it to grow. Um, And I think next year will really, this coming year, will be a year that you'll see us do a lot more in that facility. But we're having weddings. We're having receptions. We're having meetings. We'll start hosting some conferences in the future. Um, But, yeah, all the things that we wanted that facility to be, it is. I mean, it's really showing well to the community. And I know we just got ranked as one of the top 20 sports venues in the country for events um and 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 that just came out and that may not be important but it is for us because you know i don't know how we couldn't be the best looking at the flat irons from from the view that we have but uh to have that kind of uh, notoriety and having that facility only built eight months i think is pretty pretty good you talked you've talked about uh, other revenue streams that you want to continue to create along with, with outside of specific athletics uh, this week the dead and company are coming yep. in is that something that, that you want to make a, a regular type of thing there yeah i think so i i like everything we do um you know we want to go slowly at it first and and so you know this year for the the dead and company we uh, we expect to have a really good event um we will um you know make sure that people have a great experience there it's something that we wanna to continue to do because I do think it, it makes sense. And I, I think if you look at what we're doing, the area of uh, that we still need the most improvement on is revenue generation. And um, we've gotta get better at that. We, we do a little better every year, but we need to do a lot better. And, and part of that is football. We all know that, um, 38,000 in a 50,000 seat stadium. Um, you know, leaves money on the doorstep, and we can't do that. And uh, as our football team continues to get better, uh, we expect our, our ticket sales and our gate to get better, um, and we'll be focused on that.
1: The goal is to have a good football team. Right. Because of what you just said, how vital is it for you guys to really start showing?
0: Well, it's real important. I mean, you know, look, we. Um, you know, we, we've, it's been 10 years, I think, since we've had a winning football season. And, you know, we've got a history and tradition that's one of the top 25 to 30 in the country in, in football and intercollegiate athletics. And we need to get back to that level. And I think, uh, you know, every year we continue to get better, but now we need it to translate into wins and
1: losses. They mm-hmm. are both troubling to you. What yeah, they were. What kinds of things? And, and basketball was a little bit puzzling, as we talked about before, because of how good the team was. Right. What kinds of things are you trying to do there?
0: Well, look, I mean, we, we took the, the student ticket. With the sports pass, um, and we went from $175 for the sports pass, which gives you access to football and men's basketball and the other sports. And we went from $175 to 99 We did that for a reason. Uh, we want the students back. You know, we know that the students create atmosphere, uh, and it's important for us to get the students back. So we're really gonna make a, a more concerted effort there. I think you'll also see our, our marketing strategy change a little bit. Uh, we need to do a better job in Denver, South Denver, um, and down to Colorado Springs. And, and, you know, I think we've got a, a, a product that continues to get better, and, you know, we've got to go out and market it better. And, uh, you know, our, our marketing team at, with Matt Beggers and Pre Cona's leadership are, are, are going to, I know we're going to commit more to um, our marketing budget to get out there and, and get people, Engaged in what we're doing because we've got to start filling up that stadium. I
1: heard some students uh, when you guys announced the reduction, like, well, that's great, but some of the bigger concern they have is the atmosphere that feels as, as good as it could be. Um, have you heard some of those complaints?
0: Yeah, but I think they make the atmosphere. You know, I think our student athletes help create that atmosphere. I think we're doing, you know, we do surveys with our season ticket holders, with our fans a lot, and I think they'll tell you that. Um, you know, the experience that they're having's good experience. And, you know, our students, we need to get our students off the hill and into the stadium. And that's a priority for us. And we'll work with our tri-execs. We got a new group of tri-execs and and we'll work with them and we'll work with our different student groups um, and with our Folsom Frenzy and and others to, and, you know, uh, see unit because we want them to help us get the students there, because look, they're they're on the hill. We see them there before the game. We need them to get them from the hill uh, into the stadium, and we'll we'll work on that.
1: You guys added more future football games to the
0: schedule. Yep. Are you still talking with CSU about potentially scheduling? Yeah, the yeah. We've we've um, uh, Joe Parker and I have had a number of conversations and. Um, we're talking through that, but uh, yeah, I would expect us to, to do something or make some kind of announcement maybe before this football season on the future.
1: So that future will include Denver at all? Or- <laughs>
0: um, not for that series.
1: Okay, so when you guys renew it, you expect it to be on campus? Right?
0: Yes, I think with their new stadium and, and with Folsom, um, and look, I, I think for um, for us, we need to do that, and I, I think for a new football stadium for them, I think they're going to want to host it there as well. But I can't speak for them. But um, we won't do a deal um, to play that series if it includes Denver. Yeah, I mean, look, we, I mean, I think there's a, a there's a place to play in Denver. I, I do. I think there's some games that you could potentially play there. Uh, But I think when you have a a crosstown rivalry like that, and I know it's not crosstown, but it's close that that game belongs on campus, and you know, I've been saying that for two years. I haven't changed that tone, Um, and I just think it would be better for the Boulder businesses and the Fort Collins business to reap one of the highest attended games of the year in their own community. And I think it's better for our students and their students that you don't have to drive.
1: and renewing, you just got a, uh, an extension. Can you talk about that and just kind of what that means uh, to you as far as the, the university wanting to get that done and extending your deal?
0: Well, you know, one of the things that I said when I came in here is that we really wanted some consistency in our leadership and, and you know, um, you know, with our coaches and, you know, we had a lot of turnover and um, and even, you know, for my position, and, and I think, uh, you know, having three more years and, and you know another five years to be able to accomplish some of the things that we're setting out to do um you know i'm really uh, happy that the chancellor um wanted to do that um and um you know I, I think it's great um for both of us and hopefully everybody else feels like that as well a year ago mike mcintyre added jim levitt to his coaching staff this year he brought in aaron chevrini as an offensive uh, co-coordinator are, are you Comfortable with the way that staff is set up now. With yeah, I, I look, I, you know, that's Mike's program. You know, he's responsible for it, and um, I think he's made some really good hires the last two years. And you know, you talk about Jim Levitt, but Joe Tumpkins had an impact as well. And um, you know, you get Darian Hagan on the staff now. That's all gotta help you recruiting and Cheverini and. Um, and then he's made, you know, uh, a change to have Clayton Adams on the offensive line. So, you know, Mike's done a lot for, you know, to change the, the, the personnel and the structure. And um, I think it's going in a positive direction.
1: Well, I don't know if this is a question for you or not, but with that staff, they've been very active on Twitter and social media. And it seems to be making a pretty big impact with, with the recruits, these young kids. You have other staffs that aren't like that. The dad doesn't have a Twitter account. The staffs don't that. Is that something you guys, that you talk to? Yeah,
0: we do, because I think it's important that you do have, I mean, look, I mean, in this day and age, everybody's looking right here. And, you know, they're looking on their smartphone and, and their pad or whatever it is, and whatever it will be moving forward. And it's important that, you know, in all of our sports that um, we start communicating in that space and I think we've all done a better job of that and I think it's been really good um, for football but you also have to have you know Jim Levitt talks more about Pepsi than he does about CU and people like that <laughs> you know so uh, it, just engaging and, and you know fans I mean fans and, and people out there and um, I think it's good for us and it's good for recruiting and um, you know we'll, we'll continue to get better in that.
1: Lever renewed his Pepsi.
0: He's drinking a lot of it, I know. Their stock's gone up. Anything else? All right, gentlemen, thank you guys. Thanks, Appreciate thanks. everybody.